passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. This is Drive by Wrestling. Mike J on his own again. Mike S will be coming to you a little bit later. Doing the same thing we did last week. Uh, this will hopefully be the last week of that. We will have to see how it plays out. I think Mike goes back to his normal. I think he does address that in the end of the show. But my schedule might be messed up next week. So we'll have to see what we can plan out. I'm sorry about maybe the sound quality of my half of this show right now. I'm going to be real upfront and honest with you guys. I worked a double yesterday so that I could have my Friday off, so that I could do some work in my yard, digging ditches, which is super fun if you've ever done it. Uh, I'm being sarcastic. It is 11.15 at night as I record this. I usually have the show mixed and almost ready to upload by now. Uh, I was up at 6 a.m. Of course, I did not get to start the work in the yard until about noon because it decided to rain today. But that being said, all day long I had to work on this yard, digging, uh, burying pipe, getting ready for electric to be ran. I'm exhausted. I'm sitting on my deck with the gym beam in one hand. A citronella candle burning on the table to keep the bugs away as I record this show for all of you. If I take a minute and I just pause, you probably hear some wind blowing. You definitely hear a frog croaking. You can hear that. I can hear it loudly right now. I uh, hear the pool pump moving. You probably hear a lot of things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have a what do they call that? AMRS or whatever they call it, where you just hear the sounds and it does something to you. Hold on one second, listen. I don't know if you picked anything up. That frog shut up as soon as I got quiet, but just a glass, some ice, some beam. And let's get into it. All right. Big news this week. I know Mike's also going to address it. Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out of Monday Night Raw. Apparently they, so they were booked. I'll give you a long version because Mike probably gave you a short version. Word on the street is they were booked and, oh, I know they were booked in the six-pack challenge. It was the main event of Monday Night Raw. Apparently, the plan was for Naomi to win. It's been kind of stated that Naomi was going to pin Sasha to win the six-pack challenge. They did not like that. They kind of complained. They changed it. Naomi was still going to win, but she was going to pin Nikki. Nikki Ash. It's going to be Becky, Asuka, Sasha, Naomi, Nikki, and Dewdrop in the six-pack challenge. To determine the number one contender for Bianca Belair's Robin Miss Championship. Uh, apparently, they didn't like that either. 
and they went to have another discussion. Apparently, the first discussion with Vince went really well, quote unquote. Uh, long story short, they didn't like their booking, so they brought the titles into John Laronitis, sat him on his desk, and walked out. Naomi and Sasha both. Okay. Let's have a lot of thoughts on this. I'm going to try to keep them as short as possible, but try to give you kind of the my main take on this. I, the, people have been all over, okay? And I don't benefit. I've been on Twitter tonight, and SmackDown has happened, and on SmackDown. So on Raw, Cody, I'm sorry, Corey Graves, not Cody Rhodes, Corey Graves was on commentary and said that Sasha and Naomi unprofessionally walked out uh, on SmackDown tonight. Michael Cole stated that Naomi and Sasha let millions of fans down and they are now indefinitely suspended, stripped of the titles, and they will have a tournament in the future to determine new women's tag team champions. They've also apparently taken all of Naomi and Sasha's merch off of WWE.com. People are losing their mind about that. Here's the thing. There are a lot of people supporting them. Supporting them for standing up for themselves. Now, I am all for standing up for yourself. I am all for... Doing what you think is best for you in your career, in your job, in your life in general. Because you're the only person that's ever going to stand up for you. But, this is where my butt comes in. There's a way and a time and a place. You know, if I go into my job and... They say, I'll use this in a most basic way. If they say, hey, we're adding this new task to you. Now, with my job, I know I don't talk about where I work or who I work for, probably for the best. But I'm, I'm in my office for like two hours a day, maybe less. I'm working like. 10 to 14, 16 hours a day, depending. So I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone most of the time that I'm at work. <clears throat> For the, a lot of those two hours that I'm in my office every day, I don't even see managers, bosses, maybe, maybe 20 minutes a day if I'm lucky. And by lucky, I mean unlucky, because who wants to see managers and bosses, right? But let's just say, let, let's just keep it going like that. If a, if a manager of mine or a boss of mine came up to me and said, why don't you do this new thing while you're out on your job? And I didn't like what they were asking me to do. And I just said, I'm not going to do that. Or I like, I could still go do my job. I could still try it. And see if I didn't like come out like, hey, look, I don't like the way you have me doing this. This doesn't work for me. Can we figure something else out? They were adamant that it was going to happen and I had to do it or I could find another way. Great. But like 
even on that aspect of it, like, I could find a way around it without affecting everybody. This may be a terrible example. I'm sitting here, I'm exhausted. I'm a little tipsy now. I'm just being real. But if I just tell them, not only am I not going to do that, but I'm just going to leave. See, that's because I'm, what I'm trying to relate this to. Like, they were they weren't happy that they were going to lose. Okay, so what they essentially weren't happy was that supposedly Naomi was going to win this six-pack challenge, become, which is crazy. She's going to become the number one contender and go have a title match at Hell in a Cell with Bianca Belair, but you're not happy about that because you're going to lose the title match. Okay, so what? Then supposedly, this is a Dave Meltzer rumor, Sasha was then going to become, I don't know how, the opponent for Ronda Rousey on SmackDown, and she was also going to lose at Hell in a Cell. And they were mad about that. Okay, so I'll get back to that. But they didn't want to do that, so they just left. Like, if they came to me with one aspect of my job that I didn't want to do and I just left, I could still go do my job and just not do that or find a way around it to make them happy with at least what I tried. But they couldn't even do that. Like, you couldn't at least have the six-pack challenge and then, you know, okay, we're still not crazy about this, but let's explain why. Let's keep talking. No, we just walk out. And then you're a hero for standing up for the women's division by walking away that logic doesn't jive with me um and again you know i've heard people say it's this is unfair like the way they threw naomi and sasha under the bus like they didn't do this to jeff hardy they didn't do this to Oh, there's another example that I'm just drawing a blank on. Okay, here's the thing. Oh, Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm. Okay, Tony Storm and Jeff Hardy, first of all. And I saw, I also saw many, 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 many people saying that the fans are being unfair to Sasha and that they didn't treat Jeff like this when he did what he did. Okay, first of all. They did not say that Jeff was unprofessional like they're saying Sasha was. They're talking about fans. People, I'm seeing the IWC saying this about fans. Here's the thing. That's bullshit. Most of the fans, most of the IWC was kind of up in arms about what Jeff Hardy did to. Me included, Mike included, we talked about it. It was ridiculous. Okay. Um, difference, though. Jeff Hardy did what he did at a house show. Not a, not Monday Night Raw, not a nationally televised, watched by millions in the U.S. and millions around the world television show. That then had to be completely shuffled around and changed because of your attitude. Okay, uh, Tony Storm finished her house show match, went home instead of going to the next town, and. Said she didn't want to be there anymore. Asked for her release. So she did what she was supposed to do that day. And then went and did what she needed to do to address the fact that she no longer wanted to do it. Okay. 
Uh, Jeff Hardy's actions, super unprofessional still. Uh, the more we hear about it, it sounds like dude may have played in his past uh, issues with addiction to weasel out of a contract. Uh, Mike and I may talk about this at some other time. That's shady as shit and makes me lose a lot of respect for him. Okay, Tony. I think she did exactly what she needed to do. She worked today. She was scheduled to work and then called and said, look, I am not cool with this anymore. I don't want to do this. Figure something out. She got her release. Okay. I mean, I don't think she went about it in a wrong way. She worked the house show. And then she left. And then she contacted who she needed to contact. And got her release. These two literally walked out in the middle of a show. Middle, beginning, whatever. The show was built around that main event. And they left. And this isn't the first time for Sasha Banks, okay? It's the first time for Naomi. There's a lot of people speculating that Sasha Banks kind of twisted Naomi's arm, or maybe not twisted her arm, but convinced her that this was a good idea. Believe what you want. I, I don't really care. But the bottom line is, that's funny. The bottom line is, this was unprofessional, okay? You have a problem with the booking. Like, you're mad that you're going to lose to the two women's champions because you're the tag team champions. Listen, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but no one gives a shit about tag team champions in that company at all. Okay? Fans don't really care. I mean, <laughs> we really only have, like, the Usos are literally the real, the, they're the top tier, and they're one of the best in the world. That being said, and I love RK-Bro, and they're a good tag team. And there's tons of good tag teams in WWE on the men's side. On the women's side, there's one, and they're the champions. They broke up all the teams. Like, you can say what you want, Naomi and Sasha, about how we've done so much to elevate these titles, and we can't have us taking pins against world champions. Excuse me, you can absolutely take a pin against a world champion. It does not matter. Both of you are former world champions anyway. Okay. You're mad because you were going to take a pin to world champions on a pay-per-view, a, a premium live event, and not defend your tag titles. Okay, you can have the argument that maybe you should defend the tag titles more on a pay-per-view. Okay. But have that argument later. Don't walk out. It, it, it's... I, see, I'm not all for this. I know people are supporting them, and that's cool. If that's the way you view it, fine. You're wrong, but fine. Uh, do your job. And have the discussion later. Don't walk out. Don't. Here's the other thing too. It affected everyone in that match. It, it, it affected. It affected Becky. It affected Oscar because I'm pretty sure we were going to get Besky, Becky and Oscar in a Hell in a Cell match. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's where we were going with that. And now we just screwed that screwed up. Thanks, guys. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll still get it, but I, I, I can't guarantee anything. Uh, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Well, they just lost the chance to be in a main event on Monday Night Raw. Okay. Well, they should be mad. Um, Bianca Belair. She should be pissed. She's a champ. And they just threw a whole wrench in the plans that they were laying out for her. And then if the other plan was Ronda Rousey for Sasha Banks, then Ronda Rousey should be pissed. So they literally screwed like six or seven other women out of TV time, uh, premium live event matches, everything. 
because they weren't happy about the way they were being booked. You can't be a mark for yourself in this business because it makes you look bad. And in my opinion, Sasha looks terrible. I, I like I, I like Sasha. I like Naomi. I like both these women. I don't like the way this was handled. I think it's shitty. And I think that it's going to be a long, interesting road to see what happens. Uh, now that their merch is pulled off. They're suspended indefinitely. Their merch is pulled off a shop zone or WWE.com and everyone's losing their mind about that. I pulled their merch too. Fuck them. Let them see what it's like to not have the machine behind you. Okay? And cool. I know. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Mercedes. Whatever her name is. Real name. Sasha Banks. Oh, it's all elite now. We're going to be all elite. Um, Look. First of all, don't even get me started on AEW's trash women division. Who is their champion? I don't know. Thunder Rosa. Like, when was the last time she mattered? Uh, when she won the title. And then she's gone. Who cares? Uh, but if I'm Tony Khan, like, yeah, I know that Sasha Banks is a big deal. I know she'd be an amazing get for my women's division. I also know she clearly has trouble working with other people and clearly has trouble with booking and is not going to lay down for anyone, apparently. So, do you want that headache? I mean, Tessa Blanchard's out there, has a bad reputation, and neither one of these major companies even touched her with a 10-foot pole when she was available. And I'm not saying Sasha has that kind of a reputation that Tessa had, but she's clearly building a reputation of being hard to work with. And that's not good in this business. And I wouldn't want to deal with it. I could tell you that. Um, I'm probably going to leave it at that. Look, I was going to talk about Stephanie McMahon stepping down or taking a leave of absence. Here's the thing. Um, guys, internet, friends, family, wrestling fans, uh, leave of absence does not mean quitting. Leave of absence does not mean what I just said a minute ago, stepping down. That's not what it means. It means you're taking a literal leave. You're going to take some time off from work. To do something else, okay? See, like, rich people like Stephanie McMahon can afford to do that. Uh, poor people like me only do it when we get hurt and we're injured and we can't work or something drastically terrible happens to our family and we have to be there for them and then we have to figure something out because you're going to lose everything because you really need to work, but you can't. Uh, but yes, people do take leave of absences from work. Uh, it's also recently been reported that Triple H is now back full-time in the office, so... And it was reported that Stephanie McMahon had picked up a lot of his duties while he was out with his health issues, so... Playing uh, a lawyer here and putting everything together, I'm wondering if maybe she got that extra workload to kind of burn her out. Now he's coming back. He can take over his old jobs, and she just needs to chill and be a mom and be a wife and just let things be, and that's totally cool, man, totally cool, I wish nothing but the best, as long as Triple H is in good health, and of course the whole McMahon-Helmsley family, <laughs> uh, I'm good, and I'm happy for them, uh, look, I'm gonna get out of here, I'm slightly intoxicated, I'm really tired, and I'm gonna let, give you a quick, 
quick uh, little commercial break and send you right over to the other mic, Mike Adams. Ever wondered what it's like to have an argument with yourself? Well, this right here, pretty close to that. This is Drive-By. What's up? I am your host for what is either going to be the first half or second half of this show. I don't know how the other Mike plans to do this, uh, but anyway, I am your host, the king of smirk style, the sensual swami of the squared circle, the best looking guy talking about wrestling on the internet today. My guess. Uh, so since my work schedule has changed for the second week, I am unable to line up my schedule with Mike's, so we're doing this solo dolo bit again. Not a fan of this, but hey, my schedule goes back to normal next week, motherfuckers. Yeah. So, um, we'll get back to the normal. Type show next week. So this week, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because my smoking hot wife is downstairs wearing just a t-shirt and a thong. And I took a dick pill about 15 minutes ago and then remembered I had to come up here and record this and I was like mm, do it after you fuck and then I was like nah man that's gonna be too late because I know when Mike likes to uh, edit the show and put it together and um I would honestly probably just forget also like um uh, you know it's going to be like a real session tonight, I feel like. And I feel like once that white map of Hawaii gets painted on my wife's stomach, I'm probably just going to roll over and go to sleep since I got up at 3 fucking a.m. And it's now 7, 10 in the evening. So what I'm going to talk about this week, Naomi and Sasha. So look, first what I want to say about Naomi and Sasha. Um... I'm all about any wrestler being like, yo, I'm unhappy and this isn't right and speaking up for themselves. That's great, man. Uh, any old timer who is like out there, like, just take the money. Like, shut the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. People out there bitching. Shut the fuck up. Like, just shut the fuck up. Shut up. Just take, shut up and take the money. Shut the fuck up. But I guess my real thoughts on this are. Like, why do I have to know this and or care about it? Like, man, and this is like a frequent thing I have to say on this podcast, which is, bro, wrestling is the only show, the only fucking show, television show, that, like, makes you... Like, give a fuck about what goes on 
backstage or behind the scenes or whatever you want to fucking say your TV jargon is. It's like super weird, man. Um, I'm a big fan of the television show Atlanta. I don't give a fuck what happens behind the scenes of Atlanta. Not a single bit of me cares what kind of backstage drama there is, which actors are fucking each other, which actors are fighting each other. I don't give a shit, man. I like, I, I like any show that I'm a huge fan of. I don't care about any of that. And so, like, what it comes down to is why in the wrestling world is this something that, like, I have to know about and care about? Why? Why? (sighs) You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck, man? Like, you don't care when actors quit shows. You're mad because your favorite character ain't on the TV show anymore. Maybe you're mad because your favorite character got killed off. Maybe it's not even your favorite character. Maybe it's a character you like. But, like, yo, I don't care why. Like, I'm upset that this character's not on the show anymore, but, like, I don't care about the backstage reasoning of it. And if I do hear about the backstage reasoning of it, I'm always like, oh, all right. Got in a fight with the producer and showrunner. Makes sense. Okay. Wanted to do more on the show, but just knew their part was limited. Okay. And I'm okay with that. But, like, here it is, like a talking point on a fucking podcast. Wrestling continues to just be like one of the worst fucking because we have to like we have to like get into minutia of every fucking detail and then we got to give our opinions on Naomi and Meg and Sasha and oh you're getting paid this much you know tag team belts are important anyway and oh man 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 meanwhile all you motherfuckers are unhappy at your fucking jobs and bitch and fucking moan about it and wish you had the fucking balls to do what they did. Straight up, straight up, every single one of you that's bitching about it, pussy, you fucking pussy, talking to you, you know, you know, you know who, and maybe I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking to you, you fucking pussy, yeah, shut up and take the money, you fucking pussy, quit thinking in normal people's terms, it's wild to me when fucking like normal people try to think in like terms of like, like people that have like made millions of dollars and they just like and can go somewhere else and make the same money and be happier and they just are like yeah just shut up take the money if i was making that much money i'd just shut up and be happy well motherfucker like this is the $350,000 version of you being pissed off about your $17 an hour at the dollar general warehouse Okay? Like, uh, quit thinking in normal people terms. Also, we shouldn't have to care about this as wrestling fans. And if you do care about this outside of, good for them. It's cool that you stood up for your job. Right on. You're unhappy. Right on. 
I think anybody has the right to be happy. Go be happy. <sighs> Outside of that, man, I don't care. And I don't want to have to care. And I don't even want to have to know. How about that? <sighs> Second topic I want to talk about is Stephanie McMahon, which is more wrestling reporting. But this actually is like something that you kind of should know about. Because I'll tell you what, the position I mentioned in regards to television earlier was called a showrunner. Now, a showrunner is exactly what it sounds like. It's the person that directs the story. Yeah, maybe they write a couple episodes themselves. They tell the directors of each episode what they're going to do how to shoot, they are the controlling creative force of a television show. Now, if a showrunner of a show I like leaves, I do find that to be important information because that means the show could potentially drastically change. Now, I'm not saying Stephanie McMahon is a creative force on this, but this could shift, a. this could be a sign of a potential shift in the product. What that means, I don't fucking know. I do not know. But I do know that it's an awfully big deal for Stephanie McMahon to step away from the company for a little bit. Now, we do know that Hunter is back in assuming his duties. Stephanie was covering for a lot of his duties while he was gone. So she is probably needing a break of some sort. This will allow a stable transition for the children to have a parent at home after they just went through an extended period of having their father at home. Now they can do the same with their mother, and it'll be good for the entire family. Everybody, I don't know. Chill, I guess. Chill. Just fucking chill. Anyway, that's all I have to talk about this week. I'm going to go um I'm going to just go do some horrible things to my wife. And I mean that in the best way. And uh then I might get some talk about DoorDash and watch that new fucking new uh Firestarter, you know? The little Firestarter remake action, maybe? Maybe the Firestarter remake action, you know? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, um, live, laugh, love Limp Biscuit. you know what I mean? Oh, I saw Limp Biscuit this week, by the way. Yeah, saw Limp Biscuit this week. Otis Kogar was there. That was cool. What have you guys been into? Chilling and shit? Yeah. I don't know why I'm sitting here playing around like this. I'm going to go fuck my wife. You guys are beautiful. I love you. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.